You're listening to The Private Citizen, your podcast talking about privacy and civil rights. This is episode 74 for Wednesday, the 16th of June, 2021. Immunity passports are here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Private Citizen. My name is Fab. I'm your host for tonight. I come to you live from the city of Dusseldorf, where it's very warm. And everybody's like, oh my god, global warming, the world's ending. And I'm like, what do you say? It's, it's warm in June? What? <laughs> that's, that's news now? It's warm in summer? You're gonna die because of that? Okay, whatever. I really like it. Uh, some neighbors here, they've uh, they put like some air con, they have some, some air, air con hose coming out of the window. And like, what the hell? It's 33 degrees, man. Man up! That's not the time for air con, you know. In Australia, they start with this shit at like 40 degrees, at you know max. I mean, at the bare minimum, you know, some people can can stand much more. Aircons, Jesus! I'm I'm in a closed room with a huge gaming computer. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to the show. Um, nice to have you. Uh, today we're going to be talking about immunity passports uh, again. I have to say, um, believe me, believe me, I did not I did not want to. Um, I mean, I called this like last year and it was obviously obvious that it would go this way. Uh, I don't like it, but, you know, I kind of have to report on what's happening. So in Germany now we have a digital um, immunity passport, uh, which is down to some EU legislation that I mean, I've talked about this when it was coming in. But, you know, let's talk about it again. Let's quickly recap why immunity passports are bad. And I also, of course, uh, going to quickly explain how the system works for people who are worried um, if they can use it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we got lively Twitch chat to them. Of course, uh, streaming is live on Twitch as always. <laughs> people betting on uh, how much takes I, I will uh, need to get the intro right. First take this time. Um, yeah, so, but before we get into uh, this immunity passport stuff, I would like to give you a little update. I, I uh, uh, put out last week's episode on Monday because I was gonna uh, I was scheduled to get a, uh, a vaccine shot on Tuesday, and uh, I was thinking you know because people have have told me or oh, you know you could read on the internet when you're young you probably I'm, I'm, I was getting the AstraZeneca vaccine you, you're probably gonna get some hefty side effects and just be prepared to uh, be uh, out of commission for a day so i was like okay let's let's record the podcast early it's glad i did that because i wasn't out of commission for a day i was pretty much out of commission for three days um so i got the shot uh at noon uh, on tuesday i was feeling fine pretty much all day in the evening i was starting to feel like i was getting a heavy cold and i got worse and worse uh, i went to bed early uh, I woke up next morning, I felt horrible. So basically, uh, so far I've had all the symptoms, I think, that were uh, mentioned on that paper I signed, except uh, the blood clots. Uh, I'm, you know, knock on wood, uh, hopefully not getting those. Uh, but I had uh, I had fever. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, then the fever went away. Uh, you know, then I was feeling hot. It wasn't really a fever, but I was feeling hot. I was feeling cold. Um, I had bone aches, muscle aches, um, and that was like systemic throughout the whole body. I, of course, my arm hurt pretty much like five days. That, you know, that's normal. You have that with lots of vaccinations, just the point where they inject it, feeling tender. And But I had actually heavy muscle um, 
like it wasn't wasn't only feeling tender the muscle was 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 impacted like i couldn't do sports until like two days ago like my normal boxing kickboxing training couldn't do that um yeah so also i had I had that i had a a grizzly headache not like my normal headache you know it's kind of like in the front or whatever i get when i have the cold i had yeah i got i got bad headache um i had some weird rash um so i it very definitely was like a kind of a allergic reaction to something i'm not i'm not guessing to the vaccine itself it's probably something in the delivery process or whatever's in there i have no idea it was it was bad um i've, I've gotten quite a few vaccines in my life uh you know when i went to live in australia for a year uh, in 2000 i had to get a lot including like i don't know ross river fever i didn't even know what that was at the time, like before that um like and you know, I always have some side effects. It's, I mean, it's like an, any medication, um, which I don't really worry about. But this was hefty. I mean, I'm not not. I'm I'm, I'm fine. I'm good now. Um, but it was very, very, very uncomfortable. Um, I felt two days like I had a very, very, very bad like you know cold infection. Not influenza. Um, that was I had that once. That was much worse. Uh, <laughs> But like I, I was, I was laid out. Um, actually, on the second day, <laughs> my mate Jonathan was like, "Oh, since so, so, since you are out, can you can we just get, play some games or something?" Um, and I was like, "No, I fucking I can't." And he's like, "You must be really really sick if you can't even play video games." And I couldn't, like, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. Um, be, mostly because of the headache, uh, but also about like you know muscle and 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 bone pain all through the body. Um, so I basically uh, just sat on the couch for or lay in bed for like two days uh watching twitch non-stop watching a lot of deadly slop shooting people in the face uh in tarkov um so i'm you know um i don't know why uh my reaction was that bad probably because i'm relatively long, young i'm 37 they generally don't really recommend that vaccine to people under 60 um but you know i i said yeah what the fuck <laughs> um so I have this lingering suspicion now that I might have been, uh, might have had COVID like last, not, not COVID, but a SARS-CoV-2 infection last year, um, because I basically I wasn't sick uh, with flu symptoms or anything. I wasn't really sick for I haven't been sick for two years because I'm now freelancing. I'm working from home. I'm not commuting. I don't meet many people. Um, so you know, uh, uh, and the, the whole pandemic stuff with the mask, whatever, probably in, uh, affected this too. So I, I wasn't sick. But last summer, when Katie and me were on camping holiday, actually had I got really sick for a few days, and then was basically sick for two weeks. But I didn't have any flu symptoms. I just had um, like intestinal, like um, you know, uh, I was feeling sick and and. Uh, Oh, actually, I I also vomited briefly. <laughs> just on Wednesday, as another thing. But I just had gastrointestinal um, issues for like almost two weeks, um, and I thought it was a severe case of food poisoning. I thought I'd eaten some meat and got got myself some um, uh, salmonella, which I've also done before, and it was basically the same symptoms. But apparently, there is some rare cases where people uh, get SARS-CoV-2 and only have gastrointestinal issues funnily katie and me were, were very close together for like a week uh, at that time and she, she didn't get anything so I, I don't know um but that might explain the heavy side effects because apparently if you've been um already um 
uh, if, you, if you've been exposed, uh, you, your likelihood to get side effects from the vaccine is much bigger because your immune system reacts much more. Um, I mean, the side effects are basically your immune system panicking, right? It's not it's not anything from the vaccine. It's just your immune. It's just whatever your immune system does. I do have allergies, so you know, there's some autoimmune issues involved. Um, so that might be a factor as well. I don't know. Um, I don't with this. I don't want to scare anybody. It, it wasn't really bad, you know. Um, so far, nothing serious has happened. Um, and uh, I just, I just, I just thought, you know, generally, I think uh, that's something like taking a vaccine or like your personal health is a very private matter. Um, but you know, I'm a journalist, and we've been talking about. I mean, we're talking about this today, um, vaccines and stuff. So I, th I thought uh, transparency uh, would would be a good thing in this case. Um, Ezekiel in Twitch chat says, uh, sounds about the same as me. Um, yeah, those are all in the common, very common categories. Unfortunately, according to the sheet I was given, um, if it's any consolation. Yeah, they are. But like, I've, I've actually called my doctor uh, on Monday because they were like, um, if you get any side effects, especially, you know, a lot of them, please let us know. And they are, but usually most, most people just get one or two. Like most people just get a headache or get, most people get a fever. Um, or a lot of people get a fever. Most people get like hot, cold flushes and a headache. But like actually that you get everything <laughs> that's on that sheet is not that. And especially being like laid out for two days or probably two and a half if you count like a Tuesday evening. Um, and, you know, I wasn't I wasn't totally up uh, on, uh, on on like it took like it took like Saturday. Saturday was the first day where I was basically feeling normal again. Um, so that that wasn't that was normal. But I usually uh, I don't know. I, I, I my my body uh, reacts relatively severely to uh, viral colds as well. So, um, you know, I'm not talking influenza. I'm talking just like, you know, uh, just normal uh, viral in, in infections. Uh, so maybe that's that's part of it is too. Um, can't look at screens when I have a headache. I, I I sometimes have that kind of headache, but it wasn't that kind of headache. It was just like a low level but very uncomfortable one. Um, I couldn't concentrate, so I could I could watch like Deadly Slop all day, but I just couldn't just couldn't write. I just I just, even I tried playing video games. I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't really think. Um, <laughs> It's caused you upset Bill Gates. Well, yes, I've uh, I've seriously uh, been not a friend of Bill Gates and on the record ever since, like probably the first episode of Lynn's Outlaws in 2007. So that might be part of it, yes, <laughs> for the conspiracies here. Anyway, um, I just wanted to update everybody. That's that's how it went for me. Um, it was not it, it was not very 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 nice. Um, if anybody from AstraZeneca wants to check, uh, my vaccine was lot 210004, if that helps. <laughs> Let's just check what, what, what shit you put in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get a second shot in August, uh, um, middle of end of August. Um, but it might, it's probably not as bad. Um, with AstraZeneca, it's always reported by a lot of people that only the first shot has a side effect, really. Uh, my wife got um, got the BioNTech Pfizer BioNTech thing uh, much earlier, and uh, she she didn't have as severe side effects. She, she had hers after the second shot, though. Um, she had basically a day where she was like feeling having hot and cold flushes uh, and a little bit of a temperature and stayed in bed. Um, but I was maybe it's also because I'm a man, <laughs> because maybe I just had vaccine. 
uh, vaccine man flu, right? That could totally be the case. Um, anyway, now that I uh, I do have a, a vaccine uh, passport, I actually got one of the new ones. Um, you know, once the first time we talked about this uh, in September, episode 38, um, I put a picture of my old uh, Impfbuch uh, in the show notes and uh, I brought that to the doctor, but they didn't want to, they were like, we'd rather better give you a new one if you're in the, um, if you're trying to cross the border, um, then, you know, they probably will only recognize that. So I got a new one. I'll get pictures in the show notes um, just just for interest. Um, and uh, in case people are wondering uh, why why I got this, um, you know, I'm generally not against uh, vaccines. I mean, I'm married to a cell biologist. Um, if I was afraid of vaccines, that would be uh, a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, I do uh, I do travel. I like to travel. I think it's one of my favorite things. And I thought, like, you know, it's not going to be bad. I'm I'm kind of asking myself if actually. Um, having gotten like if I didn't get it if, if I wasn't uh, infected like I'm, I'm maybe thinking like last year if I actually had got SARS-CoV-2 if that would have been worse like um, this was this the side effects was were as bad as the worst uh, viral infection I ever had the only thing I ever had in that direction which uh, which was worse uh, is uh, was influenza uh, that that was worse that was that was seriously worse, um, but you know, who knows? Who knows if this this would have hit me that hard? Um, I'm kind of I was kind of regretting it. Like on day three, I was kind of like, why did I did do this? Like why didn't I just fucking I don't know? Um, yeah, um, but you know, <laughs> what's what what's done? Uh, what's done? Uh, it's done. Uh, Centuria says I got Pfizer and both times I got a sore arm. Same side effects as they would have injected sterile water. Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they did. Yeah. <laughs> Down in Texas, just like y'all, y'all will just will just give them water. It's cheaper. Um, <laughs> um, I had that uh, when I was going to Australia. I got my last shot, which was like a combo uh, vaccine. Um, uh, the day before I was flying and we were flying um, from so I was flying from uh, Düsseldorf to Frankfurt Frankfurt to London Heathrow London Heathrow to LA LA to Sydney it's like a 38 hour flight like just the flying time was 38 hours um, because uh, you know exchange students who spend a year abroad back then you could take two uh, backpacks over that route and not, if you go via Singapore you could only take one backpack uh, one one um, one one suitcase um, and uh, they gave me this combo shot into my ass cheek and my right ass cheek where they injected it got like next day uh, swole up to about twice the size and was like hot and throbbing and I had to sit on that shit for like 30 hours in a plane that that wasn't very nice <laughs> anyway but now that I uh, got one of these new yellow uh, uh immunity passports let's let's talk about the alternative or something that i can now i could once i get my second shot i can or they probably give it to me um i'll i'll get the um digital passport and um i want to i want to talk about those apps how this whole system works because i've been asked by several people uh, if this is okay from a privacy perspective and uh, if if you can use it, so um, let let's go into that and let's f first talk about what what the system is, where it comes from, and um, how it works. 
So I've talked about this back in September and I've talked about why I think immunity passports are a bad idea. I'm going to go into that at the end uh, in the second segment. I'm going to um, re recap that a little bit and talk about some, you know, what has changed since then or some new uh, new ideas I've had. Um, but basically, uh, this this week uh, the, in Germany, we launched um, these digital immunity certificates and they are mandated by the European Com Commission. Um, they have a page on this where they explain all this. Links are obviously in the show notes, uh, privatecitizen.press, um, where you also find contact details um, for me. Um, and if you're listening to this and you have some opinions or you have some experience you want to ch share maybe with the passports or how it works where you are, uh, I know I have listeners from all over, all over the world, the US, Australia, Ch China, uh, Japan, uh, you know, Africa, uh, everywhere, the UK, of course, um, Germany. Um, but like if you're in a different country and uh, you want to you want to tell me how it works on, on your end or like the, the fun side effects you've had, uh, please do so. Um, I don't have um, I'm going to go into a little bit of feedback at the end of the show. I actually don't have much this week again, but this is this is not because I'm not getting feedback. I'm getting a lot of like private feedback recently where people are like, um, I would like to talk to you about this or tell you this, but please don't mention me on the show, which is OK, you know, which I understand because this is a privacy related podcast. Uh, totally understandable. Uh, I appreciate such feedback as well, but just to explain that sometimes it just doesn't end up in the show notes because of stuff like that. Um, yeah, so if you have something to tell me, please please go to privatecitizen.press. And there also, of course, you will find all the links to this uh, EU, uh, to the guidelines and whatever. And uh, in Germany, um, I mean, we have we have three apps now that you can use these certificates with. I've talked about the Corona Van app a lot. Um, I've talked about the Luca app recently, which uh, is a disaster. And then there's a new app, um, which uh, was uh, made because of our great health minister, Jens Spahn, uh, who wanted the third app. Uh, this is called the Cough Pass. Um, the relatively cool thing about that one, I haven't looked at that one, but the idea is just that you can just use that um, for your digital immunity passport. Of course, and this is on the same level as the paper uh thing you get uh, the yellow booklet uh, also called the uh, carte jean um which uh, you can also use that you don't have to use the app now why would you want to use an app um there are several reasons um i mean for example as far as i understand that certificate you get uh, in the app doesn't tell people where you live uh, this uh, yellow uh, booklet says so on the front also um it has um, it might have other other vaccinations in there. And if people check for your uh, SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, is what it is. It's not a COVID vaccine, even though it says so. It says so in my uh, passport as well, which is blatantly wrong. But hey, we are, obviously we're going with that. Um, but, you know, there could be other vaccinations there. And there could be quite private vaccinations. You know, there are vaccinations against... Uh, uh, illnesses uh, you might have or that tell people about your lifestyle you know you might uh, be vaccinated against certain diseases that you know would would give tell people something about the uh, sex life you're living for example and that could be on the same page and um, in Germany right now they have uh, the quite uh, disquieting um, like you will go somewhere right so you, you want to go so my wife and me uh, on the weekend, went to a spa on Sunday, right? And she 
could just go in there because she had her uh, immunity passport. I had to have a negative uh, quick test done beforehand. Um, but she showed her passport. And in some of these venues, they just take a picture of that, which they're not allowed to do. Uh, but but it will still do it. Uh, it's never happened. I've been just told this. It's I'm you know I avoid these. I I try to not like this test was actually the first test I had ever done. Like when they were going, oh you have to have a test to go to the hardware store. I just didn't go into the hardware store, right? I just ordered stuff off Amazon. Um, I just did that because I really love my wife and she's working a lot and she needed a spa day and she wanted to have me there. So I was like, okay, for you I'm going to do this. But generally I don't do this. So I. I don't run in these um, into these situations much, but I've been been told by people that they just take a picture of uh, your your passport, your card, John. If somebody did that to me, um, I would immediately say, uh, please, um, okay, you just took a picture of that. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Please uh, give me your uh, hand me your uh, your data protection information uh, for the GDPR. Uh, who's responsible? Who's your data protection officer? And then I would um, would send them some paperwork later, and it would probably hurt them quite a lot because I think you could you could actually sue them. Um, but you know, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. But um, as far as I can understand it, and this actually the uh, the digital passport is is um, supposed to be implemented in a way that you can't save the information. It actually says in the guidance from the EU. Uh, basically, I don't think this is technically the law, but like you know. Uh, the policy documentation, uh, you know, that pertains to the law they made where they said how this is going to be implemented. It actually says uh, somebody who's checking this information is not allowed to save the information. So they're not allowed to save your name and date of birth and that you've been vaccinated. Um, but people do that. And, you know, you don't want to, you, maybe you don't want to have them do that with your paper document, or maybe you don't want to show them the other vaccinations that are in there. Um, so, um, so that you know, there's a use case for using it for using an app. Um, I personally don't really want that um, for some reasons I'm going to get into later. But I think the main reason is very easily explained. Um, I think I think these passports are bad. I think they shouldn't be used. Um, and I think uh, if we have to use them, if I have to use them, if I want to cross the border. Um, it should be as uncomfortable for me and anybody else coming in contact with this as possible. Um, the reason you'd use the app mostly is for convenience. And I don't want these things to be convenient um, because once they become convenient, people don't think about them anymore. And they, they don't think about what rights, you know, what which of their rights get violated, but as, which we get to later. But, you know, I think there is, there's obviously a use case to use them. Um <laughs> What's that? Can't they just scan the microchip that was injected by the vaccine? Apparently, uh, apparently, I don't know. Apparently, it's, uh, maybe it's not ready. I, I don't, you know, probably interoperability. I mean, it's 5G, right? I can barely use 4G in Germany right now. Um, you know what actually cracks me up? So I was like, when we were getting into the, um, we were going to go to the spa, right? I was like, like okay, so my pass, my my, my I, I got the document. It just says one. I got one dose. Um, first of all, I don't I don't know if the people checking that there are know enough that they know I'll have to get two doses because with some, you know, with the Janssen vac vaccine from Johnson Johnson, you only have to get one. But what cracks me up, I actually looked this up, 
So, um, or it actually didn't have to look that up. I just read the documentation when I was at the doctor because I had some time. I read the whole documentation it gave me. And it actually says in there that um, if you get the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, the first dose gives you a chance of immunity um, of about, I think it was 69%. Um, and it's if you, after the second dose, um, and I think it's like even only 20 days after the second dose, it goes up to like 75. So basically the second dose just gives you a 6% better uh, defense. So I completely don't understand why I now can't go into places when I just only have one dose, right? And the the, the, the funny thing is that the, I had the combo documentation for all three vaccines because, you know, it's such a chaos in Germany right now that you go there and they'll tell you, like, you get AstraZeneca like a day before and then maybe then you get something completely different because they just have some other doses delivered or whatever. So I read all the other stuff and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine um, has, I think, a th like, it's a one-shot thing and it's like, it's a 63% chance. So it's a, it's a lot worse. And it's actually worse... Right, so you get Johnson and Johnson. You get one dose. You get your passport, and then you're ready to go. Right, I get one shot AstraZeneca. I or my protection is already better than the guy who got his passport from Johnson Johnson Johnson. Then I have to wait 12 weeks, and then I get a second one. And in those 12 weeks, I don't get like the benefit. Like this all this all of this tells you that this whole system is just idiotic, just bureaucracy. Like it's got nothing to do. With like, I mean, I've talked about this on the show off now, like, you know, it's got nothing to do with the, the science behind vaccines because people are pretending that this is to protect other people where the vaccine doesn't do that. And it's been proven and they haven't been able to actually conclusively show the opposite, that you can actually prevent the spread of disease by vaccinating a lot of people, especially with uh, diseases that are as contagious as this. Um, so like it doesn't it doesn't completely make any sense like this whole this whole system we constructed for ourselves it's just like it's just like random rules and people just ad adhering to rules that somehow kind of work maybe a little bit <laughs> it's just like the fucking the fucking documentation of the vaccine tells me that I'm now more protected than the other guy who already can go everywhere <laughs> like what uh. Uh, does it include the period of immunity? No, they don't. Um, I think I heard the two shots is because it makes it more permanent. No, actually, no. They're, so the AstraZeneca vaccine it originally, this is the Oxford vaccine, originally it was a one-shot vaccine. Um, but they they uh, experimentally gave two, gave people more shots. And some, some of the vaccines, they even give you three shots now. Uh, and they realize that that actually improves your immunity. Because, you know, the, what the vaccine does is train your immune system to recognize the, uh, the, um, the virus uh, antigenes, right? So, um, it, like, it makes sense. It's just, like, it's just, like, completely arbitrary. And then, no, they don't know um, how long uh, the immunity lasts. I mean, it should... Um, I mean... I'm not, obviously I'm not a biologist um, and I don't know that much about immunology. I've just been viruses have just been like a hobby of mine for like decades. So um, generally with viral infection, it lasts your whole life. Um, so the way this works is uh, your body um, 
when you get the vaccine or you get sick, your body gets exposed to the viral antigens. Then it produces antibodies. And as long as these antibodies are in your bloodstream, like a new virus that comes in has no chance. Just like smack, it's dead, right? Um, but these antibodies do not stay there forever. Um, so they're, they're usually for a few months uh, in your bloodstream, maybe three, four months. Um, but then you have the uh, blood cells, these white blood cells that are trained. So, so these um, antibodies are basically just markers, right? They're just like little things in your bloodstream. Um, they're like kind of like laser designators, right? So they're like, they, they, if, when the virus comes in and the virus, uh, the, 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 you, you know, there's the antigen, antigen on the virus or on whatever pathogen, like these antibodies just go next, they, they just clamp to it and tell your body, hey, this is evil. And then these white, white blood cells come along and they're trained to detect the antibodies and they eat, um, uh, you know, they, they just dispose of whatever is attached to that. So, but if you don't have any antibodies anymore, you can still have white blood cells that are trained uh, to attack these. And then there's other cells that make uh, the antibodies so they can still make them. And once all of these go away, there's also a mechanism that memory cells, they're like in your bone marrow, I think. Um, and they basically retain information how to reproduce this whole system again, um, which takes a while longer. So once you're down to that level of immunity, um, you'll get the virus and it'll replicate and you won't have antibodies immediately and you won't have these cells trained to kill the virus immediately, but your body can make them in the span of like, I don't know, 24 hours, maybe. Um, so for example, with Ebola, um, you know, some people are, um, I mean, Ebola kills a lot of people, like Marburg viruses kill a lot of people. Um, they're very deadly. But there are some people that are immune. And there's this very famous case of this nun, uh, which in, I think it was in the first outbreak back in Zaire. Um, like she got infected and she nearly died and then she recovered. And they got a lot of actually viral immun immunology research from this case. Uh, so they, she, uh, for the rest of her life, she was always um, uh, donating serum, blood serum, and they were like testing this kind of stuff. And she actually went, like once she recovered and once they realized you can't get sick again, she went back and just continued just to help people because she couldn't get sick anymore. And as far as we know, she was uh, she was immune uh, for the rest of her life. And I mean, that's kind of like she was infected, but like, you know, uh, uh, the only th people treat vaccines as if they're magic, but they're not magic. Basically, what they are is they replicate. They're, they're like a, a training exercise. They're, you know, like war games. They, they um, replicate what what happens in your body when you get an infection. So they're a way of triggering your immune system to do to deal with an infection without actually having pathogens that actually harm you. That's basically what a vaccine is. Um, um, Mode 7 asks, did you see Linus Torvald's response on the Linux kernel mailing this to an anti-vaccine? Anti no, I didn't. Uh, I thought Linus was supposed to just shut up now and not not, not be or cause any trouble anymore. That's not po politically correct. But I guess you can do it if it's anti-vaxxers. See, my problem, I, I don't like that term um, because, you know, I come from a family where, um, you know, my parents historically were relatively skeptical towards vaccinations. And I think that's everybody's right. Um, see, I think the, I don't like this political, we talked about this on the show a lot, like this political um, 
you know, wrong or right, left or right, blue or red, like these, you know, it's, I am of the firm opinion that your health is your, is your concern and your concern alone. Nobody is supposed to like tell you what to do. It's your concern. It's a matter that just affect like that, that shouldn't, that should only concern you or possibly your doctor. But then we actually had, you know, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Apparently it isn't because everything's so dangerous now. But it used to be that that your health concerned you and you could go to a doctor. And then the doctor was actually like obliged to never tell anybody about it. Like even like they, they could lose their job. Okay, in some cases, maybe the police, whatever. But generally, you know, if they if they told that information without your consent, they could they could lose their job. Um so I believe that I, I believe in in people's rights uh, to you know if, if if somebody has a reason uh, to be uh, against vaccinations then that is their um, prerogative and and I don't understand modern sensibilities uh, in the press and everywhere else where they go oh, ridiculous anti-vaxxers they're idiots like it doesn't matter how idiotic that opinion is it's their opinion and these people are fucking um, hypocrites. Because these same people that say, oh, those idiot anti-vaxxers, they don't want to get vaccinated, right? They don't complain about like religious people who don't want certain medical procedures done uh, because of religion. Or that, you know, cut like pieces of, of people's penises off for no reason whatsoever. Or like in some cases, even like uh, women's parts of their vagina for like, you know, that's like... That is like as ridiculous. Nobody complains about that. It's just like, oh, that's religion. Oh no, 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 no. That's not politically good. Like I, I just fucking hate that. Sorry, you triggered me there. <laughs> I just, I just don't like. I, I object to this vehemently. I think people's health is their business and nobody else's. And if somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated, is not. Like it's not the state. It's not. It's not. It's not. No. It's not. Like it shouldn't concern the state, it shouldn't concern the public. Just shut the fuck up and go home. <laughs> Just you know, leave leave people alone. Um, I think the term is fitting for conspiracy theory folks that just follow the conspiracies blindly. Um, you mean anti-vaxxers? Yeah, but like, so the the pro-vaxxers in in the press, for, for example, they they just follow things blindly. Somebody says, "Oh yeah, yeah, we need to vaccinate everybody to protect other people." Like to protect other people. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. You're just following blindly. I'm, this is going to be a topic in a bit. Um, I think there's a problem everywhere. Um, I mean, it's um, it's like uh, it's. Yeah, I think everybody should. I don't like. I had this discussion with a very intelligent friend of mine recently on Twitter. I just don't understand where um, where our society has gotten to. Where now, like, I go outside, and I don't often go outside. I have hay fever right now, really bad hay fever, like last summer. Um, and I don't, uh, oh, God, yeah, uh, Mode 7 just redeemed. Uh, so everybody, uh, if, you're not, if you're new to Twitch, so obviously I'm streaming this live on Twitch, and I have these channel points that people can do. Um, and they can they can redeem them. You get them for watching, and then you can redeem them. And then I have fun little challenges for myself. One of which is no swearing, so I won't be able to swear for the next ten minutes. Um, and if I do, I have to restart the timer. So I'm not going to try to swear. Um, it's it's just um, 
Um, oh God, no, no, I lost my, I lost my trade off. Anyway, I, th I think it should be, it should be down to, to, to everybody's. It should be everybody's own decision. Oh yeah, I was talking to that friend. Yes, I, I, I remember again. Um, and she was like, um, you know, work colleagues of her had to like, um, she was saying like, he had to apologize. You know, I'm coughing and was sneezing, whatever. But I'm like, I've tested myself. I'm vaccinated. This is not SARS-CoV-2. Uh, I've, I've just got a cold. And she said he, he had to uh, just, um, you know, say this a lot. She's like, why isn't he just staying home? And I was like, what is like, what happened to our society that we can, um, that we've just like that we like even suspect people because of this need like it's their health is like it's nobody's business if i'm vaccinated or not or if i'm sick right i understand that there's a certain danger from this but there's a certain danger from every communicable disease and we've always been okay with um just giving people privacy no matter what like we never we never implemented a law that people who are hiv positive have to like to do that on their forehead so that all their sexual partners know Right, and I so I was I was saying I have hay, fe hay fever quite badly right now, like last summer, and I go out and I'm like I'm, I'm coughing and I'm like sneezing and I'm I'm being treated like I've got fucking you know lepra or something. I was like I was like like I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm I have leprosy. Sorry, lep lepra is the German term. I have leprosy, um, and I don't understand what's going on. Um, And I'm not gonna apologize for like sneezing just because I have hay fever and everybody's like panicked. I'm I'm thinking like let them be, let those idiots be panicked. Um, I don't. I just it just it it just I, I just think it's it's this this whole situation is doing very very bad things with our society. Um, and you know I I I send her I'm gonna I'm gonna play this again because I, I send her a video of the drum head speech uh, from Captain Picard from from TNG where basically Picard is being um, um, it's actually interesting because it it also pertains to like this this whole speech uh, pertains to like body um, autonomy of the body and like being sick and like health status and whatever because obviously this is about Picard uh, who's who's defending somebody on his crew because they are a Romulan right and they're being attacked for being a Romulan spy and then Picard defends them in kind of like a trial um, which where the name of the episode Drumhead comes from um, and then he gets attacked by this uh, lawyer woman uh, for uh, you know because he was he was a Borg and he caused like the death Of people, so he's like, but he's he's recovered, right? He's 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 good now. He's not Lakutas anymore, but like he he's treated with distrust because he he was once a Borg, which you could see as kind of like a sickness, right? It, he was infected with that. It wasn't his choice. Um, and then then he gives this speech, which I cannot play enough on this show. You know, there are some words I've known since I was a schoolboy, but the first link the chain is forged first speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied, chains us all irrevocably. Those words were uttered by Judge Aaron Satie as wisdom and warning. The first time any man's freedom is trodden on, we're all damaged. And uh, I paused the timer. Uh 
Just just to be fair. What do you mean no swearing? I wasn't swearing. I called these people idiots. That's an insult. <laughs> and I stand by that. Yeah, anyway, so I'm, we're going to talk about all of that uh, in a little bit. Um, when I actually wanted to talk about all of that, when, I, when, when we'll discuss what this means for society um, as a whole. Um, but like, let's, let's first talk about how, okay. So if you, let's say you want to use this digital, uh, certificate, which, you know, there are good reasons to do it. Um, I don't think the, um, the, um, ease of use one should be one, but I can understand why people want that. I mean, but there are good reasons. So how does that work? Uh, so generally it's, it's a relatively easy system. They just implemented a, a public key crypto, uh, infrastructure, and um, what you get is basically a QR code, but this QR code just represents a digital certificate. So you have, um, which you know, which is signed by somebody. Uh, let's say the doctor who gives you the, um, to gi who gives you the, uh, the the vaccine. So you, you'll have like a, a health authority in your country. Um, that is kind of like the root CA and that gives out like certificate signing keys, you know, private keys, public and private keys uh, to, let's say, doctors. And then um, this uh, certificate obviously has a public key and that is signed by the private key by the doctor. And that kind of shows everybody that the information contained in the certificate is correct. Uh, the information in there is your na the name of the patient. So your name, uh, your date of birth. Uh, what vaccine you've gotten um, down to the you know the the, the name and uh, the, the uh, manufacturer, the date of vaccination, the country where the patient was vaccinated, uh, and also the there's, there's a, the the certificate is listed. So the certificate issuer, um, in this case, I think it's kind of like the CA certificate. So it's like the, the the national health authority, probably of your country. Uh, interestingly, uh, people who who got sick and have recovered are supposed to get uh, something like this as well, because otherwise they would have. I mean, I know people personally who got sick very early on and recovered, and they're like the whole family is vaccinated now, and you're just like, you're just like face palming, like that's 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 like incredibly dumb from any point of view like it's dumb from a scientific point of view where you're like okay that person is immune the vaccine is not going to do anything uh it's dumb from like a logistical uh perspective because like we do not have enough of this vaccine and you just threw a dose away right this person didn't need it um and they know because like one of one of one of these people i'm talking about has been actually donating uh, he donates blood regu regularly but ever since the pandemic started he's just been donating um, serum you know for the or like half, at least months after a few months after he was in, in infected he just donated uh, serum for the antibodies <laughs> so he I mean there must have a record somewhere that he has antibodies so that he, that he got sick and recovered like why are they back it's just it doesn't make any sense um but I mean, I know why why he got vaccinated, right? He just wanted that pass to go where they where he wants to go again, and uh, of course, um, yeah. I mean, uh, Centuria Pertus already brings up a problem with this whole situation. Um, oh, I, I said fucking check the tape. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna believe you. I'm gonna believe. You. I'm gonna just. We had two minutes left. I'm gonna reset this counter. I'm gonna redo this. Um, 
Right. Um, check the tape. <laughs> um, I'm just going to believe you. Um, yeah, so uh, Centurion brings up a good point. I'm sure doctors uh, will be trained to protect the private key. Um, yeah, so they, they, they probably have technical infrastructure here. I mean, this is not PGP level, uh, right? So this, this whole system was designed by Deutsche Telekom and SAP. Um, I am, yeah, I kind of believe them that it works. Uh, you know, I mean, public, private key crypto isn't rocket science these days. Uh, but I, you have a good point. Um, interestingly, these certificates cannot be, um, uh, they, they cannot be revoked and they never expire. So we don't know what happens once they say, and I'm, I'm sure this will happen just for political reasons. Uh, that we now need a booster shot every year. And this, I'm sure this will happen. Um, so we don't know what, what happens then, but they cannot revoke them. The only thing they can do is they re they can revoke um, like signing certificates, right? So if they figure out that a doctor has lost theirs or has, has been signing fraudulent uh, certificates, uh, you know, then they can, they can revoke that. Um, interestingly, apparently Teleco Deutsche Telekom or T-Systems there a subsidiary who, which implemented this apparently said they couldn't do the revocation because that would have added uh, significant technical problems like more you know they had to implement this really quickly and that would have been much more work which is true because if you know anything about like you know public private key crypto you know that the revocation is the hard thing to do um, and they also said that another problem would have been that that would have introduced um uh, personal information in the whole process. Um, so right now, of course, there is like personal information. There's the name and, and you know, that info is in the certificate, but you could really put anything in there, right? That doesn't have to be in there. But once you have to be have revocation, you need like an identity, I guess, of the whole thing. You know, kind of like your, um, if you have like a signing key, for PGP that has like an email address attached to it, right? Um, I mean, the information you sign with that, that, that doesn't really matter, but you have to have, you have to, it needs to be identified. I mean, of course, first of all, because you, you want to, um, because of how that system works with like distributing the keys, but as also for the revocation. Um, um, Centurion Press just says, just like your yearly flu shot, you will need yearly SARS-CoV-2 shot. Yeah, but like that shouldn't be the case because, I mean, you need a flu shot because there's many, many strains um, and they mutate and SARS-CoV-2 hasn't mutated. Well, it has mutated a lot. What I'm saying is, and this is interesting, this, this, was, this was actually uh, uh, the first scientific evidence of this was in the uh, Webasto study that I talked about last year you know, the first German outbreak, which was in this company called Webasto, which, uh, you know, Drosten was, uh, actually his name was on this paper, you know, the, the German guy with the podcast, um, uh, the virologist. Um, they actually uh, analyzed the mutations uh, and, and, and analyzed that their virus is specifically not mutating um, in the, like, in, in the parts of the genome that, that produce the uh, proteins that cover the hull. You know uh, the, the 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 you know the the basically the spike proteins don't mutate, um, which that's that's what happens with influenza. The uh, the, the proteins that inter like what these proteins do is they 
they are the virus's way to get into your cell, right? Your cell has like uh, proteins sticking out of it and they're kind of like puzzle pieces. If you get the right one to like latch onto that, then they let whatever has that sticking to it, let that inside the cell. That's how viruses get in, into cells. Um, and for SARS-CoV-2, it's this very, very, very specific uh, spike protein that into, into, uh, acts with the ACE, ACE2 receptor. Um, but like that, that hasn't changed. And um, usually um, th- that is thought by virologists, and they said so in that Webasto study, um, they think that's why it's so contagious because the mechanism it uses, which the spike protein is an integral part of, um, works very well. And that's why it's so contagious. It gets into cells very easily. Now, if it would mutate and change that, then it would become less contagious, um, which it, it might mutate, but that, that mean, means the mutation wouldn't be as survivable. Um, and actually, this is, this is where the theory comes from, that this was genetically modified and has some uh, HIV correct characteristics because that spike protein is uh, uh, looks very much like a certain spike protein that uh, the HIV virus has as well. Um, but anyway, so uh, the, the 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 influenza virus uh, changes the ways um, it it interacts with cells a lot, um, which which makes it hard to develop vaccines against it, and which is why you don't have lasting immunity. Um, but it also changes its I would think so. I haven't specifically read anything about this, but I think it would change its uh, its contagiousness, and that would that would very much um, gel with what we know about influenza. You know how this like how this different every year, right? How how sometimes it's it's, it's obviously more contagious than in other years. Um, so it's a whole different situation. So I don't I don't think having a booster shot is borne out by by the science. But they've been very careful, these vaccine makers and the lawmakers who are talking about this, have been very careful not to address um, like certain points of um, immunology, specifically these memory cells. Because um, as long as this virus doesn't change and as long as the spike protein remains its way of getting into the cells and we've, we've, we know that this vaccine works in just training the and the, the 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 immune system to attack the spike protein um then you would not need a booster shot i would i mean i'm not an immunologist and if i have somebody listen who knows more about this please uh please private citizen or press i would love to uh to cover this and to talk about this if i'm wrong about this but just don't tell me i'm wrong uh, tell me why uh, don't assume I'm dumb. Assume I'm, you know, I'm quite competent. And uh, what what I don't know about the immune system, I can find out. Um, and and give me some some primary links to some studies if there are actually some. Um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, let's get back to this uh, to this technology. So um, yeah. So they can't be revoked, which is which is which is interesting. Um, I don't think using this is uh, a privacy problem. Obviously, um, if you use something like the CoronaVan app, which is very, very privacy conscious, um, I don't see a problem. Um, you'd have to check. I don't know if this um, 
so basically it depends on the app right i don't know what this cough pass app does maybe it, it reports back to the german health ministry but i mean they know that you're vaccinated anyway um i see the state to me here in germany isn't uh, isn't so much the problem i mean it is the problem but what i mean by that is as we say in germany der zug is abgefahren uh, the ship has the ship has sailed um you know i talked about this very early uh, in the show uh, last year um, about the probably a year ago now uh, about the Infektionsschutzgesetz and, and all of that. Sorry, I need to drink some water. If my voice gets rough, it's it's not the, it's not the COVID. It's just the pollen. Fucking crap. Oh, okay. Right, I just had a minute left. I'll have to reset that counter now. <laughs> the grass pollen. Um, Right, so um, I mean, <clears throat> so it, it depends on the app. You'd, you'd have to you'd have to check on uh, on what that app does. But like in Germany, the state knows. Like when they change the Infektionsschutzgesetz, um, if you get if if you get um, diagnosed for this at a doctor, if you get any kind of lab result, uh, as i.e. a PCR test um, that's positive, um, if you get vaccinated, they send your information, who you are, where you live, um, <clears throat> to the Robert Koch Institute. Uh, the, the government centrally knows all of this. So I, I don't see where this is. So I, I, I feel like it's okay to use a government app. I mean, they, they know all of this stuff already. Um, the important thing is that what you're actually doing is like basically you're loading this certificate into your phone and you're presenting a QR code that other people can scan. And you have to be aware that, you know, what information this contains, i.e. your name. But as far as I can tell, not your address, not like your passport, you know, your paper passport, where it says on the, that on the outside. But you'd actually don't have to show that to people, I think. Um, so just be aware of what that information is. Um, I, I think Centurio um, <laughs> Protest has a very good observation there. Big Pharma going from lifetime license to the subscription model. They they learned they learned uh, from Silicon Valley, and I feel like it's no it's no accident, right? With with Billy Gates being involved, <laughs> I think he uh, he infected them with that licensing model. Um, yeah, so I don't think think technically, like from a technical perspective, this is a problem. I think this is a problem because immunity passports are it, itself. A problem, and I've talked about this on the show before, uh, but I, I, you know, I will have to again. There's, there's just no way around this. So, I mean, they're here now. We have them now. Um, I think the, um, the the biggest problem in general with this stuff uh be it a paper document or an app is that this is institutionalized victim blaming and discrimination i did an episode about this before as well it was episode 59 um basically we are going from a society um, for better or for worse we're going from a society where your health was your own concern and maybe your doctors to one where the state must know and needs to know and the state will implement measures 
that discriminate against people who have certain diseases or who are not in the eyes of the state protected enough um and this is uh it's done a little bit sh i don't want to say shady um it's done subtly because <clears throat> in western europe we had you know we had experiences with the, the nazis and the stuff they have done in the past so um it is generally uh considered bad that the state should do this right that the state should um enforce these measures so there's a new kind of public private partnership going on where the state when this pandemic started and i've talked about this from the very beginning of this podcast um the state start started instrumentalizing um the private sector so for example um in germany when we started when we when when the government wanted to mandate masks they couldn't legally do that they couldn't tell you okay if you go on the street you have to wear a mask so what they did was they made policy not even laws they made policy where they said okay if you run a store and if there are people in your store without masks we will fine you horrendous amounts of money so they basically used people running stores to enforce their policy and that's the same thing we're seeing right now uh, throughout this whole thing and i've talked about this for months the german government and i'm i'm sure it's the same i've heard the same from the uk right this is not about germany please chime in private citizen press if you have local information but i see this um, it's happening in states in the US, it's happening in Canada, it's happening in the UK, in Australia, New Zealand, um, in other countries as well. Um, wh like what, 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 what the state is doing here is like they're saying, okay, um, and the German government has said this throughout, uh, we will not make vaccinations mandatory for anything. Um, that wouldn't be right. But they're just... They're, I mean, even directly or indirectly, we're creating a climate where, um, okay, the local government uh, just goes, hey, concerts are so dangerous. And then people want to still have concerts. And then it's like, okay, if you want to go to a concert, then the concert, the guys doing the concert themselves are going, okay, we will check that everybody's vaccinated. And that is it's the same thing. It's the, it's the, the government, the, um, the people in power, using private industry to to enforce this of course now they're even going further they're brazenly i mean the eu is brazenly saying we want this for border controls right we want to now um at the border check your health status which is something that would have been unheard like people would have been outraged five years ago right if you said okay france if you want to go from germany to france france now uh will will, will check your health status you know, do you have HIV? Do you have a cold? Right? Do, do you have syphilis? We we want to we want to check. Like people would have been outraged, and we've now just with with a year year and a half of just basically making people insane with fear. Um, we've just um, we've just suddenly made people accept this. 
And I think pretty much in, in about five years, uh, if, if people like me and you listen to the show, um, maybe if you agree with me, like keeping reminding people what's happening here, people have forgotten that it, it was ever any other way. Um, that's, that's generally how it works. Um, you know, I, I, just with my background as uh, studying lots of uh, Third Reich uh, in university, that is how it worked in Nazi Germany. Um, people, you know, there were incredible um, curtailing of freedoms that were happening suddenly, and people just get used to it. Like two or three years later, they just gotten, they couldn't, they couldn't even remember that it was ever any ever any other way. And um, that is that is what we're having here. Like with some with some of the same effects as well, where it's just like, okay, if you're nice, if you're a good citizen, and you do this and that, you get some, you know, you get some benefits and stuff like that. Um, it's very disheartening. So I, I feel like that is the great. That's I mean, that's what I called in an also in an episode I did. This was before. No, maybe even after uh, the immunity passports episode 41 the great privacy reset that this is what that is it's like a great reset of our morals um, and our standards and the things we expect um, the rights we ex expect as citizens and it goes hand in hand with like things that happened before right I mean back when I was doing Linux outlaws 10 years ago um, we were talking about people saying that privacy is dead and privacy doesn't exist uh, anymore going forward like lots of people in tech press said that you know that's that's I, I thought back then that was dangerous and now i understand why because that is now being used as an argument right when they're saying well you don't have any privacy with this COVID stuff right now but you know privacy was dead anyway as soon as we invented the internet um no i mean privacy is an expectation I don't even think people, I always objected to people saying it's a human right. I don't think it is. It's just like something you have to fight for. It's an expectation you have uh, towards your state, right? You're a citizen in a state. This is a, the rule of law. We're a democracy and, you know, I'm paying taxes and I have certain expectations. I have, I have certain freedoms I want in, you know, because I'm not hurting anybody. And that is that is that is the crux here. Like especially when we're talking immunity passports, um, a listener pointed out in a in a previous episode where I talked about this, that like when you think about it from a security standpoint, this this whole idea is ludicrous. Oh, I can swear again. This fucking idea is fucking ludicrous. Thought up by a bunch of cunts. Um, <laughs> so if you if you're going like, okay, we're a country. Say we're Germany and we're saying we're closing our borders to everybody who's not vaccinated. What are you actually protecting against? The vaccination being a protection for somebody who's vaccinated, right? So if you go, okay, we as a country and Germany's doing that, we're vaccinating everybody we can, right? And if you're then at a point where like, okay, we're now safe or like everybody who wanted to is vaccinated, like why, pre why, why prevent anybody from going inside the country? Because if you have, if you've given all your citizens that want to the ability to be vaccinated, and the rest has said, okay, we're going to take our chances, then why do you care, right? Why do you care if somebody comes in and spreads a disease? Because the vaccinated people are vaccinated. 
yeah and then the people come yeah well we care because some people might die yes of course some people will die some you know you let somebody in the country somebody will drive i mean you know you let somebody in they drive too fast on the motorway they kill somebody i don't know they it you know that's yes also no we need to protect our icu whatever like you had a year and a half to ramp up the fucking icu beds nobody like nobody did anything right <laughs> if anything there's less icu beds in germany now than there was a year ago um so i mean what's what's what, what's your argument here I, I don't i don't get it like this whole thing is this um it's dumb um but like i feel very much so, so I, I i was thinking about this today while i was putting this show together and i feel like going forward this this is the trend um the people in power doesn't matter who they are doesn't matter which which political party is running things politicians it doesn't matter where they come from when they're in power they want more power that's that's i mean it just goes back to machiavelli and it hasn't changed um so they will take more and more rights from us going forward and it doesn't even have to do anything with viruses or pandemics i see this all across the board um there are like if i think back i'm 37 now if i think back through my life uh there's only been freedoms that were taken away from me I've never in, in this in this whole and somebody who's older can probably look back at 50, 60, 70 years and can tell you the same thing. Um, in Germany and I think in many other countries it's the same thing. It in this whole time there, there hasn't been like oh the state going oh, well you've got more rights now you can do something that you couldn't do. It's always like um, things that used to be um, common occurrences are suddenly dangerous and then they get taken away from you right um oh no you can't drive without a seatbelt oh you can't drive that fast oh no you're not allowed to like grill have a barbecue with gas because gas is dangerous no matter like people have been doing that for 40 years nothing nothing ever happened right it's, it goes down to like i i look outside the window there's like in in this little you know i live in this building complex they're building new flats hundreds of new flats and so now, when they do that, they build like a little kindergarten, which makes sense. And I see like the kids run back and forth. It was the same in Hamburg. And I see like these kids, like they're all like in fucking uh, has uh, like high-vis vests and now they all have to hold each other's hands like in case, in case like one, one, one kid gets lost or whatever. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. Right back in the day, I, I had a like a um, set eight kilometer way to school that, you know, as soon as I was old enough, I was like riding on a bike, like through traffic and every, like parents these days would be like, like they, to think that my parents, when I was like 10, gave me a key and said, okay, we're working. You, you're going to go to school and then after school you drive to, you know, you go from school to grandma and then you stay there till four o'clock and then you go from grandma, you come home and then we'll be home too, right? And I was like doing like 40 kilometer, uh, not 40, a 14 kilometer loop uh, that day, like on my bike through traffic and everything alone. Like people today would be like, oh my God, my kid's gone and now we can't do this. Um, 
and it's like in every field they just they just take shit away they never give it back and I, I see this just coming and it's just like I can't um and I think it's too late it's too late to fight this I will I mean I will continue to fight this because I don't know and I'll continue to do this show and talk about this because I don't know what else to do but I feel it's too late I I feel like the majority of people have have accepted this and I don't even know if actually the majority of the people has have expected this I, I suspect it's not the case uh, in Germany it's probably the same wherever you are um, I think it's just uh, uh, the people who have accepted this um, are louder and they they they're the ones shaping public opinion they're making the news you know they're talking in public and in the media and the people who've not accepted this they just get branded like they're they're not heard uh just they live somewhere in the country or they get like branded um you know anti-vaxxers or whatever or crazy conspiracy theorists um but that doesn't matter because you know public opinion is shaped by those who shape public opinion and for them apparently this is okay and after the pandemic i guarantee you it's going to be global warming again and then they're going to say it's too hot in June and now you can't drive your car in the summer or whatever, right? Some of these measures aren't dumb. I'm not saying like seatbelts are dumb, right? I'm just saying um, seatbelts are a good example, right? But so if I drive a car and I'm alone in my car and I'm not wearing seatbelt, right? What does the state care like if I plow into another car and kill myself when the seatbelt would have saved my life, like who the fuck cares? It's my fucking life. It's not like I'm in danger. Like I'm not endangering the guy I'm running into by not wearing a seatbelt, right? Um, it's just like it's just the safety culture. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, but I, I think we that's that's the way it's go it's going. Um, and it, it'll 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 not be rolled back. I think. Um, I think one of the big problems, and I talked about this on the show uh, a lot as well, is I feel like people don't wanna they don't take the time to understand things anymore. They just like listen to something, they get an opinion, they run with that opinion. But they just listen to the radio. The radio keeps telling them, oh, it's human man-made global warming, and they just stop believing it and then they just go evangelizing everybody about man-made global warming even though they've never ever looked into the science that was quoted science in air quotes um that's that's a problem but it's understandable if you're just a normal person uh going through your day-to-day -day life right you just want to you you have to go to to work, you have to make money, put food on the table. I understand that. Everybody, you know, you, your private life, you, you have you have limited time. The problem is that journalists and the people on TV are, are doing the exact same thing, right? They're not they're not taking the time to understand anything. They just run with something. Just go, oh, you you're an expert. Tell me something. And the expert goes, blah 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 blah. Okay. So in my field, let's not talk about global warming. In my field, I you know I was I was. <laughs> <laughs> was an expert on TV many times, uh, IT security, and I was always the lone guy in the room. Everybody else was like, okay, so uh, we had a hacker attack. Whose fault is it? And then you're an expert. Okay, the expert says that's the Russians. Right? It's the Russians. Let's run with that. 
right? It's not the fact that Windows is horribly unsecure, that people don't know how, how to use a fucking computer. <laughs> no, it's the Russians. It's the, uh, where's, the, where's this? Goddamn Ruskies! It's always the Ruskies. Um, right? It's that, that's the problem. That's the disease. Um, but I know enough about how the media works that that's not going to go away. Um, so I don't... Uh, yeah, Mode 7 has a good point. We talked about this many times as well. One problem is that many people are not having reasonable conversations. Bias enters the room before reason can get in. Yeah, it's like... Uh, so. I'm, <laughs> yeah, we talked about this a lot about like you know politics and and left and right and and progressive and 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 conservative and I talked about this with Mike a lot when you know when I said I'm I'm conservative and he's like I don't think you're actually conservative and then I'm like no I think I'm actually conservative I don't think what people today consider to be conservative is not a conservative um, but you know I've 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 become over the last few months I found, I found this country singer from Texas actually called Cody Jinx an amazing guy used to be in a metal band has like a long beard um uh, amazing dude tattooed um so i uh, say so he has he, he has uh, great lyrics and he has this one song where he sings um uh, i don't i don't care what's left or right uh i'm y'all i'm just out here with the rest or something like this um and and it's so true like i'm i'm not one of these like you know I don't care what the New York Times says or what, like, I don't know, Breitbart or what trumps me. I don't, I don't care. Like, we're not... Anybody who's thinking is, is neither of those positions. We're just somewhere in the middle. Um, you know. Or as, as Leonard Cohen sang several, several decades ago, uh, I'm neither left nor right. I'll just stay home tonight. <laughs> that's, that's been uh, my approach for a lot of uh, the time of being alive. Um, it's just you know these these terms are just a problem. I think Mode Seven is completely right about this. It's like we're just putting people in in little, um, you know, in boxes or in 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 rooms and then in teams. You're either Team Biden or you're Team Trump. Like no, I mean they're they're both rich assholes. I'm not on Team Rich Asshole, right? I'm on Team Paying Too Much Taxes, Getting Screwed Over by the Rich Assholes. Um, and it's it's just like it's 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 the same it's the same thing with this. Um, there's no team. There's no team more freedom for you and me. There just isn't in politics. Um, that's the problem. And and I'm, I'm 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 as I was planning this episode, I was thinking about it today. Got really saddened by this and almost depressive. Because um, not that I'm I'm not a the depressive type I just get angry mostly but like I got like really disheartened because that I I feel like this is what's happening it's a um, we're going you know you you look back on your life and you're thinking like when when was there ever um, a time when like things got better from the perspective of hey you're now allowed to do more shit. Not in a modern society like ours. So I'm currently rewatching uh, Der Letzte Bulle, which is a great German TV show. It's my favorite German TV show. It's just a funny comedy show about a um, a cop from, you know, a homicide cop from my neck of the woods here in the rural area. It's actually from Essen, uh, who gets shot in the head um, in the 80s 
and then is in a coma for 20 years and it wakes up in 2009 or whatever and uh <laughs> just wearing cowboy boots hawaiian shirts and he's just like smoking inside and basically the the show takes its charm from him going like what happened to men like you know why why are men not men anymore what the fuck you know have to, did i miss something do you not have to wear a helmet when you're riding a bicycle and everybody else is like yeah actually you have to and he's like you're kidding me with this shit or he's like uh, the reason he watched an episode where he's at a he's, he's he's solving a murder at a campsite a camping spot right and he's there at like in the evening comes back to the to the crime scene to just figure something out and then there's, there's the woman there who's who runs like a little um snack uh you know imbus kind of uh, uh, French fry shop thing and uh, he's like oh I really need a beer right now and she's like no I, I'm not allowed to give out like alcohol after 9 o'clock at night he's like you guys you, you're building your prison yourself aren't you you're just this is all your fault and it's so true and now re-watching it this show is on so many levels drives this point home um, not only on the level where it's meant to where you like they're contrasting 2009 with 1980 uh, with 1989 right in the show but to me watching it now in in 2021 there's another level where like they're allowed to do shit in 2009 that today you'd be like whoa what like, I, I don't remember uh, a specific point right now but it was like it occurred to me several times like wow things have really changed since 2009 like there, there was a point when they were talking about privacy on the internet or something again i feel like and it was like whoa uh, <laughs> it's it's um like reverse life on mars yeah i've, I've talked about the show a lot and people have uh, mentioned life on mars i've never um i've never seen that it, it it's a german tv show so it's it's totally possible that they've just stole the idea um it's yeah it's amusing to watch shows even from 2000 that would never be made today that is that is so true um but like it's it's a great it's a great show because i also use i have i get nostalgia for like my hometown when i watch it it's um i don't know i think it's been dubbed but i don't think it's it's really good in english you have you'd have to speak german but if you do watch the let's the bullet so great i just watched an episode the other day where they're like in the steelworks and it's uh, <laughs> it's the steelworks in Rheinhausen. It's basically around the corner from where I was born. I know that steelworks. It's like we're all stomping ground. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's like it's. I get a little bit sad because I I feel like that's where it's going. Um, but you know, um, I feel like you're listening to this. You're probably a little bit in my camp here, and I won't I won't shut up about this uh, as long as I'm alive. Um, I'm already an old curmudgeonly. A uh, guy who people think uh, actually is another uh, Cody Jinx song. Uh, it starts basically with what's he, what's he singing? Like um, it's it's been it's been hard uh, living living with a young man's brain uh, in an old man's what a a young man's brain with an old man's heart and a restless soul. <laughs> it's basically it's basically also me. So I'm you know. I won't shut up about this. I don't have any <clears throat> illusions that this has um that this will have any positive impact. But I, hey, what else what else can we do? I, I don't know. If somebody has an idea, um private citizen or press, please get in contact.
And um, <clears throat> oh man, sorry, allergies. My voice is my my voice is uh, running away. This is the the point where I should drink a whiskey, but uh, for reasons I mentioned before, I'm trying to lay off that. So um, let's see if my voice can make it through the rest of the show. Let's uh, let's do the feedback section here. Yeah, so actually there's not much feedback, but that's kind of okay because we made up for it today. Um, my viewers on Twitch have been very, very um, engaged and we had a lot of live feedback on this, which I think is great. Um, I just want to highlight some some stuff that has happened. Um, the show has a matrix room and uh, we had a very interesting discussion about swearing in different languages there. That was pretty cool. Nothing specifically to do with the show except you know, with the, I wasn't allowed to swear this episode, so maybe it fits again. And then also on the Discord, uh, I mentioned before, we're having this discussion about email privacy, which I'm going to make a topic in a forthcoming show. And that discussion is still going strong. So that's pretty cool. And I also want to give a, sh want to give a shout out to Steve, um, who sent me a, a picture of his, I was mentioning that the private citizen shirt was on its way and he sent me a picture of it. And uh, it looks pretty dope on him. It's pretty cool. It's pretty progress, man. Thanks again for supporting me so much. That's like the special $30 executive producer tier on Patreon. And uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, if you if you can't make it uh, to these live on Twitch, um, or if you don't want to, if you love listening to podcasts, uh, totally understandable. Um, you can give me feedback after the fact. Uh, all the links are in the show notes on privatecitizen.press. Uh, and with that, let's let's thank a few people. And then let's get the hell out of here. So, as I as I say every episode, um, this is produced under the value for value model, as pioneered by John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry on the No Agenda Show, which basically means you get the podcast for free. And uh, consider if this is value to you. Um, I don't know if this particular show was. Well, I mean, I, I did explain uh, a little bit how the system works, systems work, but I, you know, if you listen to this and you're like, I don't have any value from Fab just being depressed about how the world is then fair play <laughs> but you know if you get something if it's entertainment value or whatever the occasional rant um, please consider how much that's worth to you and if it is worth thumb and you want one want give give something back then you can do that um you can subscribe to patreon patreon which is like a monthly thing and i you know that's why i like it a lot because it's a bit dependable for me i mean i'm just trying to survive here uh, as a as a freelance journalist believe me i'm not making uh a lot of money here <laughs> so um you can do that or you can also uh, send me a one-off uh, contribution via paypal the email address for that is producers at fab.industries producers at fab.industries we can be depressed together says centurio purchase who is steve with the shirt we're both if he's wearing his shirt right now i'm also wearing the shirt so we're brothers in shirts or whatever um yeah so so you know if there's any other way you want to support me please please do please just get in contact we'll figure something out i actually had a surprise uh, uh 
Oh, I had a surprise waiting for me when I opened Steam the other day. Uh, the Remora uh, gave me a free copy of the game Contraption Maker, which is pretty cool. Um, and basically the message is that, you know, thanks for doing all these podcasts for decades. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm happy about that. It's pretty cool. Maybe I should keep my Steam wish list up to date or something if some more people want to do something like that. Um, that's something I appreciate a lot as well because, you know, I play video games in my free time. That's basically the only thing I do uh, as a hobby uh, you know, um, aside from just writing, doing podcasts and stuff, I just play a lot of video games. Sometimes on Twitch, I stream this live, um, which you can then also see. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so thanking everybody who's uh, who saw some value uh, in the show and has have made this episode possible. So thanks a lot to Georges, Steve Foes, Butterbeans, Jonathan M. Heavy, Michael Mullen Jensen, Dave Vlad, Jackie Plage. 1i11g, Philip Klostermann, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Michael Small, IKN, Kai Sears, Fadi Mansur, Bennett Piata, Joe Poser, Dirk Didi, Larry Glock, Tobias, David Potter, Matt Jellerman, Mika, Martin, Mode 7, Sandman 616, Dave Amrish, Mr. Amish, Avis, Drive Zero, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Edwards, Rizal, Rodane the Insane, Captain Eckhart, Cam, D, RJ Tracy, non, No Reply, Ewan, Robert Forster, Super User, and Rick Bragg. Thanks to all of you. I appreciate your support a lot. And then I also have to mention all the Twitch subscribers because, you know, as I said, I stream these live on Twitch. I also play video games. And if you enjoy that, you can subscribe on Twitch, which gives me a little bit of money each month. Um, also, if you have a Prime uh, Amazon Prime account, you can you can do that for free to one channel. I have to renew it every month, but if you do so, I get the same money, so I'm happy. Um, so thanks to Mike the Dane, Flash Gordo, Acarontas Seven or VII, I don't know. Redeemer F, Galtaran, Centurio Purchase, Harry Vatana, Bang the Pork, Brigadier Sir Nils, Nils Olaf, Indie Game X, Nomt Seven Seven One. Mode 7 is unavailable and Sandman 616. And quite a lot of these are actually also uh, supporting the podcast via Patreon. So that's pretty cool. It's a double whammy and it helps me a lot. Another drink of water here to oil oil my uh, my vocal cords. Um, it's, it's so weird. Um, it's actually the allergies are quite okay right now, but it's just like it, it just it just impacts my voice. Um, and I also don't know how much of that's in my head and how much of you actually hear. But uh, anyway, um, I also have to thank ByteMark, who provide the servers um, that uh, host the audio files. So my bandwidth for this show, which is very important. I couldn't do it without them. So um, they've been doing this for free for quite a while. ByteMark.co.uk, uh, cloud hoster from the UK. Uh, amazing company. I'm, I'm indebted to them and I uh, thank them very much. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Um, the theme song for the show is called Acoustic Roots by Raul Cabezali. And uh, I'm going to play us out with another song called The Bayou by Tiger Blood Jewel, which I enjoy a lot. I'll see you next week. Um, there won't be any uh, vaccine-related issues to delay that episode, I hope. Uh, until then, let's let's keep tilting at windmills together here. I mean, we can't change things, but uh, we can at least complain. I, I I'm good at that. See you next week. <laughs>